Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Previously On, a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Big Little Lies, Season 1, Episode 5, Once Bitten. We begin with Madeline pulling her car over above a clifftop after seeing someone moving nearby. As she gets out and looks, she's suddenly startled by Renata holding a puppet and falls from the cliff. She wakes up with a start at home in bed. Nathan and Jane cross paths at the shooting range. She's a bloody good shot. Later at the coffee shop, she tells Madeline she saw him there and also that she likes to keep her own eye in with a monthly visit. Madeline raises a slight concern that her friend is contemplating a road trip to find her attacker and is enjoying some target practice beforehand. Jane says this isn't the case. She's not planning on shooting the man. It's purely stress relief. Calm down. As Renata prepares Amabella for school, she's horrified when she finds a bite on her daughter's shoulder. At the theatre, Madeline's told by Frosty Joseph, who she rebuffed the other day, that the mayor has given the okay for the play to go on. Renata is at home, utterly engulfed in upset and rage that someone has bitten her daughter. She tells her that you can never let a bully win, and she has to tell her who the bully is. The karma Gordon tells his daughter that whoever's hurting her may also be doing the same to someone else, and it wouldn't be right to let another innocent person get hurt too. Mm. As Celeste returns home, she's surprised to meet Perry there. He tells her he cut his tennis game short. They share a knowing look and head inside. Another bout of wild sex ensues, this time on the kitchen top. I hope they wiped it down. After they've finished, Perry notices all the bruises that pepper Celeste's body and holds her. Madeline calls, but Celeste lets it ring, texting her that she's having sex or can't talk. Madeline doesn't believe her, then looks at Ed and smiles. Ed breaks the mood by telling her not to use the downstairs loo for a while. Nice one, Ed. Gordon and Renata discuss what they should do about Amabella. Renata thinks Gordon should be a bit more upset. He highlights just how he really feels when he lets his anger and frustration spill out on Amabella, not telling them the culprit's name. The couple argue angrily, Renata accusing him of not listening earlier, and Gordon storms off. Madeline tries to have spontaneous sex with Ed in the kitchen. Smell must have died down, but he barely gets his belt open before Chloe walks in. The pair decide to reconvene in the bedroom, but as Madeline walks past her open Facebook wall, she sees something from Abigail that concerns her. Phoning Nathan, she asks if he knows anything about a secret project she's working on. Nathan denies any knowledge and asks why she's on her daughter's page before hanging up. Ed tells her he doesn't know where her head's been at the last few days. 
Madeline says it's all to do with Jane and her past, how she's possibly found a rapist and that Jane seems intent on meeting him to find out. Ed declares that it's a terrible idea and they should tell the police, but Madeline answers that she won't let Jane go alone. Jane's out for a run and receives a call from the school telling her that there's another problem. After the call, Jane yells and throws her phone from the cliffs. In a case of instant regret, she retrieves it from the beach, turns her tunes back on and runs. She's joined by Madeline and Celeste. Later at the coffee shop over lunch, they discuss the bite on Amabella. Jane says the teacher doesn't think Ziggy bit Amabella, but she still has to go and see the principal the next day. They begin to discuss the trip to meet Jane's suspected attacker as Joseph walks in and asks to speak to Madeline. They take a drive in Joseph's car. He talks about how he needs to know where he stands. Madeline says she cheated on her husband. Joseph reacts by reminding her he cheated on his wife. He tells her he knows she has feelings for him and accuses her of instigating things again by returning to the theatre, coming into his office and sitting on his desk, suggesting she's playing him. When he says it's not over, Madeline asks him to take her back to the coffee shop. As they drive, another car is sideswiped and smashes into them. The crash is heard by Jane and Celeste. At the scene, Madeline's unhurt, but Joseph has some serious injuries and is whisked away in an ambulance. Ed races to the hospital to see his wife, relieved to see her in fine health and giving the doctor an earful. All to the Joseph's wife, Tori, is talking to a doctor. He's badly hurt, but he's stable and he's going to be okay. Jane's at home with Ziggy. He sees a picture of the man who might be his dad and asks about him. Jane lies and says it's just an interior decorator who might do some work for them. That night, Ed asks Madeline why she was in the car with Joseph. She fumbles through an excuse about needing to see him for theatre business, and Ed appears to buy it. Jane allows Ziggy to share her bed that night. She drifts off thinking about the situation with Amabella. As Ziggy breathes heavily in his sleep, she pulls her gun from underneath a pillow and sits bolt upright before realising it's just her son. Shaken, she apologises to her sleeping child and lies back down. Perry is on the warpath. He complains about the toys littering the floor. Celeste tells him to pick them up. In brooding silence, he begins to gather them. Celeste tries to make peace by telling him she'll do it later. We cut to the coffee shop. Celeste listens to music and stares out of the window, nursing a fresh bruise on her elbow. In the principal's office, Jane is asked about Ziggy's past and home life for anything that might be relevant. Ziggy's father's brought up and the fact that he isn't around... Jane replies that all she knows about Ziggy's father is that he likes erotic asphyxiation and raping women. At lunch, Madeline asks her if she really said that. Jane says no, but she wanted to. She then adds that during the meeting, Renata and Gordon showed up. Renata went immediately onto the attack and asked Jane to make her son stop abusing her daughter. The meeting gets resolved with an agreement that a teacher's aide will watch the kids. Celeste's in her car covering bruises with makeup. Her phone goes and she leaves it. Madeline leaves a message worrying that Jane is out for revenge on her trip. At the hospital, Madeline meets Joseph. She tells him it was never just sex between them, but that she's terrified the affair they had will get out and ruin her family. He says she should probably leave the play. Joseph's wife, Tori, walks in, and Madeline quickly makes her excuses and leaves. <coughs> Celeste is alone again at the counselling session. When asked why she wanted to come in today, we see a flashback to Perry tipping the box of toys over her head. She throws some back at him, and he beats her before they make love. The counsellor asks if sex with Perry is ever violent, then asks if she's ever bruised afterwards. Celeste says she doesn't remember. The counsellor digs further, asking if she ever gets bruises from something other than sex. Celeste says that she hits him too in an effort to make it appear mutual. But as the counsellor pushes, Celeste says she thinks the conversation's unethical and is uncomfortable. The counsellor says she can pick up on these things and can see that he hurts her. 
Celeste still tries to find excuses for the behaviour, saying Perry is being demonised. Jane calls Madeline and asks her to pick Ziggy up from school as she has extra work. In reality, she's going it alone on the road trip. Back in counselling, Celeste is struggling. She eventually admits to sometimes being afraid she might die. We cut to a scene of Perry holding her face into a cushion as she struggles for air. Tearful, she talks about how Perry has been there at her side throughout so much pain, including four miscarriages and the twins being born early, and how the idea of breaking away is too much for her. She insists the boys are unaware of the violence, but is told that one day they'll know what's happening. Before she leaves, the counsellor suggests they draw up a plan for the next time Perry hits her. Jane meets her suspected rapist and father to Ziggy. She watches him closely, uncertain until she smells him. She drops her purse and runs out after realising he's not the same man, then screams in frustration as she drives away at speed. We close with a montage of mums picking their kids up from school. Ziggy is at Chloe's for dinner and a sleepover. Celeste rushes to the airport with the twins to meet Perry off the plane. They kiss as they meet, and Jane is pulled over by the police for running a red light at high speed. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from, and we'd love you to join us for them. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback or ideas for a show that we should be covering, we'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at Previous Podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.